If you've experienced the cycle of toxic relationships and you're sick and tired of feeling stuck, sad, and lonely, now is the time to heal and create your best life. In this podcast, you'll hear world-class toxic relationship recovery expert Stephanie McPhail sharing the support, guidance, and tools you need so you can be truly happy whether you're single or in a relationship. She is the real deal. I should know, she's my wife. Here's your host, Stephanie. Hello and welcome to another episode of Toxic Love Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie McPhail. I am excited to be able to come on with you. I think that you're going to want to stick around and tune in for this entire podcast because this is going to be a fire conversation. I mean, what other time do you get to talk about sex freely without it being something related to you know, the media or girls in bikinis or, you know, whatever. Like we're always talking about that kind of stuff or those kind of things are what we're seeing, but we're not talking about the really important stuff when it comes to sex. So if this is your first time ever tuning in for one of our podcasts, I definitely recommend grabbing a writing utensil. You're going to be taking a whole bunch of notes. So feel free also to give us comments. I would love to hear from every single person who is listening right now. So make sure that you participate and share your comments or questions, and I will try my best to answer whatever questions come up. So here is the thing that we're going to dive into. Have you ever had issues related to sex? So if that's you, give a little hand raise. And we're talking about any issues whatsoever. We're going to go from talking about the inability to, uh, to be interested in sex all the way to friends with benefits. So we're going to talk about all sorts of things related to sex. There's nothing off the table when we're talking about this subject. So let's start off with the people that are currently struggling with intimate relationships. If this is you, then you're definitely going to want to lean in because this is something that's really important to be aware of. When we have experienced trauma, of course, we tend to have issues with intimacy in a relationship, with physical intimacy. We've had sexual trauma, emotional trauma. Maybe exes have used that to punish us or to hurt us in the past. And so it is really uncomfortable for us to be physically intimate with someone. Now, one of the things that we recommend is obviously if you are having issues because of past trauma, then you're going to want to make sure you go and speak to a therapist, go to a trauma specialist, a trauma therapist to talk about the issues related to your trauma when it comes to sexual intimacy. Because this is something that's important because if you're in a relationship and it is not just a friendship, Sexual intimacy is part of that relationship. So if you are uncomfortable having a sexual relationship with your partner, then that's going to end up causing problems in your relationship. So if this is something that is bothering you, is causing you issues, you're going to want to make sure that you speak to a professional about it. If there's actual physical issues, do not be afraid to go and speak to your doctor about any physical issues that come on. I, I am amazed at the amount of people that I talk to that have physical issues related to sex, and they're so afraid and uncomfortable to talk to their doctor about whatever it is that's going on. Listen, if your elbow was hurting, if, if you bumped your nose and you thought you broke it, like 
any of those things, we would go to the doctor and get it checked out. But there's a few things like mental health. And for women, when we're talking about, you know, gynecological issues, or even our bodies in general, a lot of us are really uncomfortable going and speaking to a professional about what is actually going on. There are actually also sexual uh, health coaches that are out there too, that, that can help also with some of the physical trauma that's associated with the effects of, you know, again, trauma. So there's a lot of different outlets out there to get this figured out. Some people, after a long-term relationship, they just really weren't interested anymore. They just weren't really interested in having sex anymore. So that could be part of it too, because again, they just weren't attracted to their partner. For them, sex turned out to be something that was uncomfortable because it was just something that their partner kept asking and pushing for and it wasn't something that they were interested in maybe they still had the urge they were still interested in sex but because of their partner and the relationship that was going on that could be why that they were no longer interested so again if you're noticing either of those either you're still in the relationship and you're just not interested it could be something medically going on it could be that lack of connection with a partner it could be trauma past traumas that have come up it could be other fears that are coming up for just intimacy in general. That's the first one. The next one, jumping into physical intimacy too quickly. Is that anyone that is listening right now? Because this is another one too. Now, a lot of people, when, when we look at love languages, if you've never done a love languages test, definitely go and take when they're online, the five love languages, definitely go out there and take that test. Really interesting. For me, one of my love languages is physical touch, physical touch. And before I went and did the work and I, I went through this process, I was someone that also physical touch meant sex. That was part of what the interest was in the partner. I went in way too quickly into relationship, got physically intimate way too quickly in a relationship. And I missed a lot of the other things that were going on. I cannot tell you how many times I have women and men tell me, during sessions that they are not interested in having a one night stand, but everybody else is. They don't want it, but everybody else is. Well, if all of my clients are coming and telling me that, you think about how many people that is that are feeling pressured into these one night stands that actually don't even really want it. Isn't that interesting? You know, like we think that that's what the other person wants. And what happens a lot of times is that these women will come to me and say, I was afraid not to, so I didn't use my voice. I didn't say no, which is a whole other conversation because of course, you know, it's like communication and boundaries and all that kind of stuff. But if you want a real relationship with someone, going and being intimate with them too quickly actually pushes that person away because then they think, well, they're not really interested in me. They're not really interested in a relationship. They're just interested in a physical relationship. So right away, you're putting that relationship into a different place. You're changing the potential of that relationship when you are going too quickly into a sexual relationship, you know, too quickly. Now, I'm going to say this too. When we're talking about any of these things, this is completely, there's no shame. There's no, should be no embarrassment. This is a real just conversation when we're talking about sex, because I mean, the amount of people that are worried about religion or their family's thoughts about it. They, they, and again, these are the reasons why they don't talk about it. So everybody's doing it, but nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to be real about it. So again, this is a judgment-free zone here. 
please don't judge yourself. If you're fitting into any of these categories, I don't want you to go back and now feel shame or guilt because that's not what this is for. This is purely educational and to really get to look at ourselves and say, hey, what am I doing and what should I do differently? So you've left that toxic relationship. You're looking to start dating. One of the things that we do a lot of the times is all of a sudden we're free and we're like, oh my gosh, I'm free. Who's interesting? Who's, I haven't had sex with somebody else in a really long time, but fill in the blank. And we're going out and looking for someone. We want to feel attractive. Maybe we've been told for a long period of time that we're not attractive. So we're going out and looking to feel attractive. Of course, as a coach, I would say we've got to find other ways to make you feel attractive. And the initial thing, especially if our love language is physical touch, we might automatically look for the physicalness of sex rather than the self-care and the need that we need to take care of ourselves. Um, another problem with going in too quickly is that clouds our judgment. Women a bit more than men, and I'm not saying all women and I'm not saying all men, but women tend to get more connected to their sexual partner than men do. It's part of biology. It's part of how we're wired because men can go and make a whole bunch of babies with a bunch of different women. Women, we make one baby and it takes a long time to make it. So biology made it so that we were connected with the person that we were having a sexual relationship with more easily or more quickly. So because of that, when we are getting into these relationships and we are being sexual right away, there's a lot of things we might overlook. There are things that might be huge red flags, but we're overlooking them because we are already committed because we are already in a sexual relationship. Now, also, if you're someone who doesn't sleep around very easily and you get into a sexual relationship, your thought might right away be, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't want a whole bunch of sexual partners. I've already had sex with this person. I'm going to continue to make this my person. I'm going to do what I need to do to make it work. So right away, we're putting ourselves in a relationship type of status with this person that we are physically intimate with without even knowing who they are. We haven't done any of that part yet. And that's one of the parts that is the missing link when we're talking about creating healthy relationships. Here's another one that I think is really, really important is, and this is another one that comes up a lot, is friends with benefits. Has anyone ever thought to themselves, you know what? I'm done with dating. I don't want to be in a relationship anymore. I just want friends with benefits. It wouldn't be so much easier to be able to have a friend that I could make a phone call and get what I want. Well, here's the issue with that as well. If you are putting your time and energy into someone, even if it's just a phone call, even if it's just for fun, and it really is, that's what it is, which hint, hint, it doesn't often stay that way. Very often, one of the person will catch feelings or one person is already more interested in that person to begin with, which is why they're saying it's okay to have a sexual relationship with them, even though they really want something else. So you're always sex and then. Sex and what? Like, what else are you getting out of this? And then in this point is that if you are having that kind of friends with benefits type of thing, then you are keeping your own energy away from the potential of meeting somebody else. So if your Friday night booty call is coming over, instead of you're going out to go meet people, or you hanging out with some girlfriends to go to a restaurant and potentially meeting someone or doing a, you know, a bunch of other things for you to go and have fun and live your best life, then you are starting to become more emotionally connected to this person and making them a priority because of the sex part. And then we are not putting ourselves in a position to actually meet someone new. Does that make sense? 
because this is really a huge, important piece. I really do see a lot of women where they either go from they're afraid to have sex or they're very open with their sexuality. And, and again, either one is fine. That's where we're at. But we have to know who we are and what we want and stop pretending that we are doing the things we should be if we are looking for a healthy relationship. And so, of course, if we are going in too early, if we are giving too much and we don't get to know the person on an intellectual level, on a meaningful soul level, on a best friend type of level, then we're not going to find someone who's going to be a good partner. So when David and I first started dating, you know, one of the things I was so comfortable in myself that I was completely fine if I was never going to be in a relationship again. And I also knew at that point that I wasn't selling myself on the clearance rack. I was someone that it was like, it felt powerful sometimes to pick someone where you could be like, oh, that's a person that I'd like to sleep with. Felt good. And then as I started doing the work, I was like, wow, actually, that doesn't feel good. Why do they deserve my body? Why do they deserve that from me? And I stopped letting that, I didn't want that to happen anymore. Then when I got to a place of like, hey, this person's going to have to, they're going to have to be amazing. They're going to have to add to my life. They're going to have to be a wonderful person to be able to get to have my body with theirs. It started to change the dynamics of who I was letting in because, especially with David, I knew that I wasn't going to be with someone who wasn't going to treat me well, who wasn't going to appreciate me know me. And because of that, we became best friends. And the sexual part was the bonus where a lot of people start with a sexual part and then they got, start meeting them and getting to know who they are. And they're like, Oh gosh, what did I do? This person is not a great person. There's a lot of, you know, messed up things. But again, if we are relationship people, we look past those red flags because we've already been intimate with them. And then we try to do what we need to do to make it work. I don't know if that's resonating for anyone right now, but that is another big one. And of course, we can decide which direction you're in. Are you more in the fear of intimacy or the, you know, overly intimate too soon? You know, we've got to get somewhere in there to be in a healthy balance for for each one of us. And here's another part. Who in here or who listening has stayed longer in a relationship because the sex was so good? Is that anyone that's listening? You get someone that they're like, oh my gosh, I've never experienced that before. That was amazing. They're doing things that I've never experienced before. Fill in the blank, whatever age you're at. Fill in the blank, whatever you're feeling. They're, do, you know, they're more open with their sexuality. They're more willing to give. They seem to be someone who is just really good in bed. We've had those people, right? I mean, I hope so. And then we're like, but what if I don't find anybody else who's as good at this? This is amazing. I've never experienced this in all my years of my life. What can I do to keep holding on to this? We want to hold on to it. Again, the orgasms cloud our brains. We're not, we're not thinking as clearly because something that's so good. If we're someone that has been in a long-term relationship and we haven't had any orgasms and all of a sudden we're having some really amazing ones, we want to hold on to that. We're not thinking clearly. We want to know how we're going to get more of that. It makes it like our drug of choice. So here's the thing. What is the emotional toll if you are in a relationship that's just there for the sex? This is what I say all the time and, and partially tongue in cheek because I mean, what's the reality here? 
but your relationship is based on sex. What do you do the other 23 and a half hours of the day? And I mean, honestly, what, what do you do the rest of the time? What do you do? So, you know, there's got to be more than that. You're, you're doing way more things with your life. A life partner is someone who is going to be there through the good things and the bad things in life. It can't just be in the bedroom. There's way more outside in the outside real world that is going on that has nothing to do with what's going on in the bedroom. You're looking for a best friend and partner, at least probably most of you. Some of you might be saying, I just want to be single for a while, maybe for the rest of my life. That's cool too. But here's the reality. You got to get real honest with yourself on what it is you want. If you want to be in a real emotional, intimate relationship with someone, then jumping in too soon is not the way to get it. If you really honestly don't care, it's a whole different conversation. But there's a lot of people that say they wish they were in a healthy long-term relationship and they're jumping in way too quickly. Now, another thing with the staying longer because of the good sex. Now, there's the emotional toll we talked about before. But there's also the, the um, punishment that some of us have had in past sexual relationships. And this could go into maybe why you're not as, inter as interested in sex anymore. Maybe sex was used in a punishment. It was withheld from you. If they didn't like something you said or did, they withheld it. So what are the signs to walk away when you're in a relationship that maybe you're noticing the sex is really good but there's a lot of other things going on. Well, obviously, here's the thing. If you are with them at other times and they put you down, make you feel bad, if you walk away from being or spending time with them and you feel depleted or you feel like you can't wait to see them again and you're missing them so much and then they come to see you and it's just hurtful and, and harmful for you and you feel badly, that's a red flag getaway. You know, you should, the only good part shouldn't be the sexual part. So again, if they're withholding sex from you, that's a time to uh, get away. Here's another one, using sex as a way to make up. Now, I'm not saying that you have a disagreement that's a normal, healthy disagreement. You're not name calling. You're staying on, on topic. You're talking about the important things. You're sharing about what your wants and needs are in the relationship and make up sex from there. Beautiful, wonderful thing, reconnecting. But if you're noticing that you're having knock them out, drag them out fights, cursing, screaming, yelling, name calling, any of those things, which is completely those are unacceptable, but then you're having really intense sex afterwards, this is not a healthy dynamic. This is not something that you want to keep going. This is not healthy. This will not work long term. And if you watch movies, you're going to see in movies where it's like the girl doesn't really like the guy, the guy keeps pushing, and then finally she gives in. And that's not. That's not when I see that in movies, I'm always like, oh, that looks awful. I would not want to be in a relationship like that where someone is, you know, trying to push me into having sex with them where they're fighting with me all the time and trying to push my buttons. That to me is a complete turnoff. But again, you've got to get to know yourself. Who are you and what do you want? What are your needs in the relationship and what are your desires? Part of healing is getting to know what you need, whether it's emotional, whether it's physical, whether it's sexual, whether it's spiritual, whatever it is, what are the needs that you have for yourself? And then what are the needs or the desires that you have from a partner? 
You've got to get really clear and you've got to get to know what that is in order for you to be able to openly communicate what it is you want. There's got to be boundaries. There's got to be communication. And it always comes down to communication, right? If you can't share with your partner what you want, then there's a bigger issue there. If you can't be open and honest with what you want with your partner, then there is a bigger issue going on there. Clear communication, boundaries, learning self-intimacy, learning to love yourself, really love yourself, love who you are, love and get to know who you are, body, mind, and spirit. As you go through the healing process, you're not going to be looking on the outside for someone else to tell you that you're good enough. You're not going to be looking for somebody else to have your needs met. You're going to be looking for someone that adds to your life that's already great. Now, don't get me wrong. Obviously, I understand that when we're talking about sex, we're talking about something that's physical. So when somebody's like, yeah, but you know, a real person isn't the same as a toy. I totally get that. But keep the phrase in mind, sex and or sex then. What else are you putting on the line? What else are you giving? What else are you communicating to the person that you're having a sexual relationship with if you are having a sexual relationship and it's not what you want? You're not getting what you want. Your needs aren't meant or the person is just not the partner that you actually would like to have for yourself. I remember even like in the beginning of my divorce, I was still hooking up with my ex-husband, even though he was physically abusive, even though I had tried, I had gotten an order of protection um, against him the year or two before. I was keeping in that sexual relationship, but I will tell you that he would do things for me and then he would say that I owed him. And I felt, and again, beginning of my healing journey, I wasn't really doing the work yet. I felt dead. I felt like I wasn't connected to my body. It was like, use me. If, if this is going to, you're going to help me do the things I need to do, then just use me, which is, which felt awful. He would leave and I would cry. I'd feel really horrible about the whole situation. And I don't know if that resonates for anybody who's listening. For some of you who are thinking, well, I did my wifely duty. I did exactly that because I was still, he was the person I was with. He was the person that I knew, but it felt awful. You deserve to have someone who is your best friend that you also get to have sex with. Imagine how beautiful and wonderful it would be if you could have both of those. Let's stop pretending that you want just the friends with benefits. Let's stop pretending that you don't want that physical intimacy with someone. You want that connection. You've been hurt before and you're trying to protect yourself. And I get it. But if you continue to do the same thing over and over again and don't make any changes, then you're going to have the same responses. You're going to have the same reactions. I want you to step into your power and get to have the full experience of being the wonderful, amazing human being that you are. And guess what that experience is? Is having that best friend that you get to go on adventures with, that you get to experience life with, that you get to tell your friends about the funny thing that they did, or even sometimes get annoyed at some of the other silly things that they do. You get to have that experience, and I want that for you. 
So thank you everybody for tuning in. It was wonderful hanging out with you. I always enjoy spending time with you and never forget you are way stronger than you realize. Have a good night everyone. So that's it for today's episode of Toxic Love Podcast. Head on over to iTunes or wherever you subscribe to your shows. One lucky listener every single week who subscribes and posts a review on iTunes will be entered for a chance to win the grand prize VIP drawing with Stephanie McPhail herself. Be sure to head on over to ToxicLovePodcast.com and pick up a free copy of Stephanie's gift and join us next time.